I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Know the disciplines and stick to the disciplines. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has it relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOlDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. If you are loving the Work On Your Game podcast and you want to know what is the next step you can take to get further into this world, what you need to do is go claim your free copy of my newest book, The Third Day. In that book, I'm going to give you some simple performance formulas, brand new formulas that will help you be more consistent and disciplined and trust yourself more. And all of this with no willpower required. All you have to do is follow these new approaches that I'm going to give you about performing, consistency and discipline. You're going to learn to trust yourself, perform at a high level, build that reputation, and you will not need to will yourself into working hard or any of that old stuff that you've been hearing from other people about consistency. I'm going to show you the way to do it right. I'm going to give you the book for free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. Just go to thirddaybook.com. So that's my newest book, Third Day. I'm going to give it to you free. All you're going to do is cover the shipping. It's a physical book. The link is thirddaybook.com. Many people have asked me, Dre, do you do any form of coaching? The answer is yes. I have two coaching programs open, as a matter of fact. First, my one-on-one coaching program is my third day mastermind. For those of you who want one-on-one personalized attention, where it's just you and I, we talk specifically about your goals, your challenges, where you want to go business professional-wise, where you're trying to get to, where you're at, what type of changes need to happen, whether those are tangible changes, intangible changes, starting with the being, then the doing. And of course, we got to get to the measurable havings. That is in my third day mastermind. My other coaching program is my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is my group coaching program where I will help you have clear, duplicatable systems for yourself and for your business and the discipline to execute. And I will help you make sure you have all of that stuff in place in 30 days or less. And then you're going to stick around the program, even when you have your systems in place so that you can build your network so that you can connect with other people so that you can trade for services so that you can make those phone calls and send a text message and get problems handled that you otherwise don't need to be handling yourself or would not be able to handle yourself. That is in my group program called the Bulletproof Mastermind. You can get information and join either program by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com right now. Again, that is workonyourgameuniversity.com for my one-on-one coaching or my group coaching program. For one-on-one, you hop on a Zoom call with me so we can talk about who you are, where you're at, and how we can get started. And the group coaching program, you can sign up right there on the website right now. Both programs, all information, all details, and get started by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically 
and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What is that? That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. Then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, techniques, and mindsets, all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to extend your prime. Yes, how to extend your prime, how to make it last longer. If you don't know what I mean by prime, don't worry, I will explain. I'll never leave you hanging as far as understanding what I'm talking about anytime ever on this show. But before I do that, let me tell you about it. I send out a daily motivation text every single morning to everyone who's in my texting community. The only thing you need to do to receive that daily motivation text is to text me at the following number, 305-384-6894. Once you text me at that number, you'll be in my texting community, which is growing by the day. And trust me, I know it's growing because every day I'm going through and replying to texts. And every, it's not every day that I notice the difference because, you know, it's like boiling water. But it's like every week I realize I'm spending more time responding to those texts. So I'm going to keep doing it. At least for now, I'm responding to all the texts that I get. So if you text me there, you'll be in my text community. You'll get my daily motivation text every day straight to your phone free of charge. The number is down below in the show notes. Again, it is 305-384-6894. So today's topic, again, is about extending your prime. Now, in sports, when we say the prime, and the prime is not just relegated to sports, but this is in every area. But I thought of it because I was thinking about the prime in sports. How do Why do some athletes prime? last longer than others. And for the most part, it is based on the things that those athletes or we as people is based on things that we do. It is not just some random lottery. So in sports, the prime is the time period. And what we're referring to is the time period when an athlete's mental grasp of the game that they're playing coincides with their physical ability to do the game at its highest possible level. So usually that mental grasp of a game, any game, it takes a little bit of time to develop, so there may be a few years into the career. And, and different sports, the primes are earlier or later because the, the shelf lives of athletes are earlier or, long, or shorter or longer. While at the same time, the physical ability of an athlete in a sport, it rises over time as an athlete you know, gets into the pro ranks and is competing against the pros, which brings them to a higher level just because of their associations. Then the training that they're getting and getting used to what's going to be expected of them, it rises and it peaks at a certain point. And then it slowly starts to taper off and it's like the downside, the descending action, so to speak, of that athlete's career. So the prime years for athletes and for any of us is somewhere in the middle, right? In the, usually kind of in the middle of a career where you get to hit those peak years when you're performing to your best. And then you slowly start dropping off when you're no longer physically able to do it as well anymore at, while your mental acuity stays sharp. Your physical ability starts to drop. And when your physical ability drops below a certain level, it doesn't matter how much you know it mentally, you won't be able to keep doing it because you physically just can't keep up with the, the, the young group that is coming in. Sports is a game for younger people. And we can apply this also to all of life and that the prime years are the years where, again, over time as humans, it takes a while for our brains to develop, for us to get smart enough to understand ourselves, first of all, to understand other people, to develop the maturity, to deal with other people in a mature, rational way and not always you know, thinking only about ourselves, but also understanding the entire chessboard, so to speak, of what's going on with other people. It takes time for us to develop that ability as humans. 
while at the same time, our physical ability to do something with that. So that our basically keeping our energy up high enough that we can do something about all the things that we know, mental, physical energy, mindset energy, and also our actual from the neck down, that energy. So that peak and these peaks, again, they can come earlier or later for all people, but we all have these prime years. We all have them. And what we're talking about here today is how to make that prime last longer. And in between the lines of this, you're going to understand why some people's primes are shorter than others, even though they're in the same space. So since we know it takes time to develop the mental ability and the physical ability, it comes and goes for all humans at some point. That prime is somewhere in the middle. Today, we're going to talk about extending it for any of us and in anything. Point number one, today's topic, once again, is how to extend your prime. First thing you must do, you want to extend your prime, meaning you know what it feels like to be at your peak. Maybe you right now, maybe some of you are listening to this. I want to make sure I'm giving you some glimmer of hope. It's more than a glimmer. Let's call it a spark of hope for anyone who's listening to this, is that even if you feel like mentally you're sharp, but physically you're not in your prime anymore, you know what it was like in your prime, but you're not there anymore. It is possible to hit a prime, go down and then come back up. You can get back up to that prime again. So the prime is not like a, a one time the window is open, then it shuts and it's closed forever. You can reopen that window. Just in case anybody was wondering, is it possible to reopen a window to prime? Yes, it is. So here's the first thing you must do if you want to extend or recapture your prime, as we can call it that as well. You must know the disciplines and stick to the disciplines. And I'm letting that one sink in because disciplines are things that usually the disciplines are things that people know what they are, or at least they have a, a pretty close enough idea what the disciplines are. The challenge is not knowing the disciplines. Everybody who's listening to this, who knows about discipline, you know what I'm talking about here. The challenge is not knowing what the disciplines are, is it? No. The challenge is actually doing the disciplines. That's why this point is stick to the disciplines, not learn the disciplines, is not get information on disciplines, is not find out what the disciplines are. No, you already know that. The challenge is sticking to the disciplines. This is the third day right here. Sticking to the disciplines. That's what the third day is all about. Knowing what the disciplines are is easy. Sticking to them is the hard part. And that's why it's the third day, because not everybody wants to do it, even though it's an open secret. I tell you that right there in the book, the third day, I think it's in the first chapter of the book. The third day is an open secret. That's the reason why it's an ethical, unfair advantage, because it's not some secret that you're hiding from the world. And when they find out your advantage disappears. No, this is a secret that everybody knows, yet nobody wants to enact. That's what gives it gives you an advantage is something that anybody could do, but nobody wants to do. That's what makes the third day an ethical, unfair advantage. In episode 2013, we talked about doing the same things the same way every time. That is the discipline. That's what keeps you in your prime. The disciplines that allows you to get to your prime, you have to stick to and stay vigilant with in order to stay in your prime. And if you want to bring your prime back, any of you who's out of your prime, you feel like you have passed it, but you want to get it back. Those disciplines that got you there in the first place that might have been easy for you back then, or maybe you weren't even thinking about them. You were just doing them without thinking, or maybe you were doing them because there was a certain no mechanism or environment that you were involved in that made it easy to stick to them. Okay, now you got to do it on purpose. Now you might have to push yourself a little bit harder to do it. This is just the game that you're in. Call life. The disciplines that got you into your prime and kept you there when you were there, you got to stay vigilant and sticking to those. As they say, dance with the one that you came with. All right, if you're in your prime right now, think about what it is that got you there. And now think about how willing are you to keep doing it. The longer you're willing to do it, the longer you can stay in your prime. I would always wonder as an athlete and as a fan of sports, I look at athletes and I would see athletes have their, you know, this one, these great 
one or two year span, and almost every athlete has this, there are only few, there are few and far between who are able to get to that peak level and kind of stay there for an extended period of time. But for a lot of athletes, it's like one year, two years, maybe three, maybe three years for some athletes. And I always wonder why some athletes will have this great season in a period that we expected to be their prime years, but then they couldn't keep it up. The year after that, they not as good. Then the year after that, not as good. And the year after that, they just get lower. They just slowly taper off. And I would always wonder, why, wouldn't, why didn't this athlete just stay in their prime? It's not like they were so old that they couldn't do it. But now I realize why. After talking about and writing about the book, The Third Day, and talking about these uh, work on your game philosophies and all the people that I've worked with and talked to over the years, now I know exactly why this happens. And this applies not only to athletes, but it applies to people like you and me as well. Is that people simply do not put in the same dedication the next year. See, let me explain to you what I mean. And I talk about this in The Third Day as well. You see, when you reach your prime, when you get to your peak, your best level of performance, that's when the mental side and the physical side come together at the same time. and You're just hitting on all cylinders and dominating. When you do that for the first time, this is also you realizing, OK, now I'm performing at my highest possible level. Here's what you also learn. You now know what it took to get there. And now that you know what it took to get there, many of you might think if you haven't hit this level yet, you might think. As soon as I know what it takes to get there, I'll just do it over and over again and I'll be great. This is usually what I hear from people who have not yet hit their primes. I say, Dre, I just need to know what to do. I just need to know what to do. Somebody can just tell me what to do and tell me the things that I'm going to need to do. I'll just do it over and over again. I'll take it and run with it and I'll be great. That's what everybody thinks until they hit their prime. Everybody thinks as long as I just do that thing over and over again, as long as I get the information, I'll do that thing over and over again and then I'm going to hit my prime. But let me tell you what actually happens. Okay. That's what you think is going to happen. Let me tell you what really happens. What really happens is when people realize what it actually takes to be at your highest possible level, now you, have, now you are faced with a question. Now, you didn't know there was a question. Let me tell you what the question is. The question is, am I willing to do this again? That's the question. Because for you to be at your best possible level is going to require a significant amount of dedication, discipline, sacrifice, mental toughness. You probably doing some things that you don't really want to do, but need to do, and not doing some things that you do want to do, but should not be doing. That's what it requires all of that at the same time for you to be at your best. Now, here's the question. How long are you willing to deal with that kind of lifestyle? Let me go through that list again, because see, now this is where the equation changes. See, it sounded all funny games a minute ago, didn't it? Now, let me tell you what the equation is. For you to be at your prime and stay at your prime, here's what you need to do. You need a high level of discipline, dedication, mental toughness, sacrifice, doing a bunch of things that you don't really want to do, but you need to do, and not doing a bunch of things that you really want to do, but should not be doing. You got to have all of those happening at the same time and keep doing them consistently, the same things the same way every time for as long as you want to stay in your prime. How long are you willing to live that kind of life? Now, I'll tell you what's happening right now because I know my audience. Those of you who have never been at your prime yet, you are like, Dre, I'll do everything that you're saying right now. I'm willing to do it. I'll, I'll trade my whole life just to do that and everything will be perfect. And somebody can just show me how to do it. I know I'll do it. I know I'll do it. I know I'll do it. That's what everybody says before they get. <laughs> so I understand you. I hear you. I believe you. But that's what everybody says. All right, I believe you. And at the same time, trust me, I believe everybody who said it before you said it. And I believe everybody who says it after you. Not saying that you won't. Somebody's going to do it. But I understand. Now, the rest of you, who know what this know exactly what I'm talking about right now? You're laughing 
to your, you're laughing in spite of yourself because you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That, that discipline, that commitment, that sacrifice, that mental toughness, that uh, staying away from things that you want to do, but shouldn't and doing things that you don't really want to do, but need to. All right. Are you really willing to give up those things? Are you really willing to do those things? Are you really willing to be that disciplined? How long are you willing to do it? Because see, as soon as you start compromising, all right, you start slipping out of that prime. And again, those of you who have been there before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Those of you who haven't, you don't know yet, but you will know. You think you know, but you won't. You don't know. You will find out very soon. though. And some of you don't know anything about what I'm talking about right now. Just keep living. You will. And those of you who might have already hit your prime, maybe you're in it now. Maybe you have passed it and you're thinking about getting it back now that I'm talking about this. If you really think about it in your own life, you've been here. Maybe you weren't cognizant of it or conscious about it, but you've been there and you can't get it back. But I'm letting you know what it's going to cost you. All right. This ain't it ain't free. Success is not free. Everybody following me so far? See, when you know what it feels like to hit your prime, now you know how much dedication it took to do that. Are you going to do that again next year? You willing to do that every month? You willing to do that every day? All right. You see how great of a day you had today? You going to do this every day? Probably not. Now, you might say yes before you know what it really takes, what it really feels like to do this every day. Everybody says, yeah, I'll do this every day. I'll give you an example. <laughs> I'm give you this example. I remember when I was maybe, uh, how old was I at this time? I had to be probably about 22, 23. I was out of college. I was at my local playground, Finley Recreation Center, Mount Airy, Philadelphia, where I'm from, uptown. And it was one of my days off. At the time, I'm working at Foot Locker. I had not yet signed a professional basketball contract. I was working at Foot Locker. I didn't sign my first contract probably till that following summer of 2005. I was at the playground by myself just practicing. And a couple of younger kids came around to the park. And I knew these kids. They were one of them was from my block. I remember his name was Chris. And yeah, one of his one of his boys. But they were a little bit younger than me. I was 22 at the time. Chris and his boy, they were maybe 19, 18, something like that. And they were they were not basketball players. But they were they were basketball adjacent. Any of you from the kind of neighborhood that I'm from, you know, everybody, every young man in the neighborhood takes their time and they try their hand at basketball. But they're not serious about it. They were those kind of guys. They they would play every now and then if it was convenient. But otherwise, they will walk past the playground looking pretty, talking to girls, et cetera, whatever it is they were doing. I don't know. But I was on the basketball court. So I'm on the court practicing right by myself. Nobody else out there. They walk up. They see me. They're like, what's up, Dre? We talking, whatever, whatever. And they're like, yo, you trying to play a game? No, they wanted to ask me to play one-on-one. And I looked at him and I'm like, all right, ain't no way this kid's beat me one-on-one. So I'm like, I'll play y'all two-on-one. <laughs> and I remember saying this to him. They looked at each other like men with some kind of pride. They looked at each other like, fuck that. He, he, he good, but he ain't that good. He ain't beating us two-on-one. Fuck that. He ain't beating us. Let's go. So we start playing two-on-one, me against these two kids. And of course, I kicked their ass. We played about four or five games. And I beat them in all the games simply because for several reasons. First of all, I was out there practicing, working on my game every day. They were not. They would walk, like I told you, they would walk past the playground. They were not basketball players. They didn't have developed skill. I mean, they knew how to play and what to do, but they were not skilled enough that they were going to really beat me in the game. They didn't have skills, so they didn't practice. They weren't basketball players. So that was one reason. Another reason that I was in much better shape than them because I'm on the court actually practicing. These guys were weed smokers and you no know, stand on the corner guys. They didn't have the wind to keep up with my energy to beat me in a game of basketball. So those are basically the two reasons why I won. And I was just better than them, period. More athletic, taller, all of that stuff. So I remember after we played about four or five games, I beat them in all the games. And I remember we we're sitting on the bench after the games. And the other kid, not Chris, but the kid that he was with that I didn't even know, 
I remember he said to me, he was like, yo, Dre, how often, you know, at, th- at this moment, they're feeling a little bit motivated, right? Because I had just kicked their ass in this game. <laughs> and they're feeling a little bit motivated. He's like, Dre, how often you come out here? You know, what days you come out here? You know, I'm trying to work out too. I'm trying to get better. And I'm looking at this kid like I know he's full of shit because I am from this neighborhood. I'm out here. If anybody's out of the playground, I'm out there. I know everybody who comes to the playground. Never seen this kid before in my life and never seen him again after that. It's the end of the story. But he's talking about what he wants to do, how he wants to get better, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't heard this speech so many times from so many basketball players that I played or worked out with or played one on one. They talk about all this stuff they want to do to get better after they realize how not good they are <laughs> after playing against somebody who's better than them. And I've never seen this kid again. The whole point is, it sounds motivating and inspiring to do all the work it takes to get good when you're just talking about it. It's a whole other thing when you got to actually show up and do it. And that is what my entire book, The Third Day, is about. How do you find that energy and that mindset to show up and do it every single day? And let me give you a hint. Motivation ain't going to do it. Motivation ain't going to be enough for you to do it. Motivation will get you out there maybe on the first day and the second, maybe half of the second day. Ain't gonna get out, ain't gonna get you out there on the third day. What's gonna bring you there then? And I know many other basketball players who I've played with, worked out with, took through workouts. I remember a friend of mine, I took him through a workout once. This was same neighborhood, years later though. We were, I was just practicing. He was like, Yeah, I'm trying to get good, you know, get in shape, whatever, whatever. I'm like, all right, let's do this workout. So he's like, let's do a workout. So I said, let's do a workout. He's like, all right, let's go. So we start doing a workout and I'm doing drills and I'm having him do the same drills that I do. Now, these kind of drills require you be in some pretty good cardiovascular shape because they require a good amount of running and moving and nonstop all on a basketball court, but finishing no jump shots, layups, no sprints, all this stuff. And I remember this particular guy, I'm not going to say his name, but if he's listening, he knows who he is. He is also a weed smoker. There's a lot of weed smokers in the neighborhood I grew up in. I never really got, I never got into smoking weed. But anyway, he was a weed smoker, so his lungs were not you know, as strong as they needed to be. So as we're doing this workout, he's like, he like one of his lungs about to fall out of his body. And he's out of shape completely. We finished the workout, and I remember him saying to me, <laughs> it was almost the exact same situation from years before. He, we're sitting on the, the bench after the workout. He's like, man, yeah, we could do this every day. Yeah, that's what he said. Did we ever do that workout again? No. This is the whole point. It sounds good when we're talking about it. Are you really ready to show up? And do it every single day. We'll find out. Don't tell me. It's easy to talk about it. It's, don't tell me that you want to show up every day. Just show up every day. It's much easier, on the other hand. Let me tell you what people usually do. And this is what both of these stories I just told you they did. Many of you who's listening to me right now, you did, or you're doing right now. And many of you who think you're going to show up every day to keep your prime going forever, this is what you're actually going to do. And I'm not saying it to be negative. I'm just telling you how the odds play out. All right, this is a straight probability. Now, if I was a betting man, this is what I would bet on because this is what I've seen over and over and over again because human beings are human beings. It's much easier to relax. It's much easier to do just a little bit less than you did before. It's much easier to show up just, a, just 30 minutes later to the gym. It's much easier to do not an hour-long workout. Let me do a 45-minute workout. It's much easier. I'm not going to drink eight bottles of water a day. Let me just drink five. Right? It's much easier to just do that. Why? Because it takes energy to do this stuff every single day. It takes energy to stay at this level. I'll give you another example from the professional levels. Now, this one is more of an inference that I'm going to make on this one because I don't know this one to be 100% true, but I'm going to infer. Anybody who might know more, you can get in touch with me. So one player that I really liked watching play when I was a basketball player is a guy named Dwayne Wade. Now, Dwayne Wade played for down here in Miami, Miami Heat, Hall of Fame player. Prob- he's not probably, definitely the greatest player to ever play for the Miami Heat. Absolutely. 
Um, he's the one who lured the LeBron James to come down here and play for four years. They won a couple championships together. Wade won a championship here with Shaquille O'Neal back in 2006. No, he's retired now. Hall of Famer. Great player. One of my favorite players to watch, Dwayne Wade. Now, Dwayne Wade, I remember in 2008, he had been suffering from some injuries. He had already won a championship. He'd been suffering from some, from some injuries. He basically cut his season short during the NBA season because he had a, like a knee injury, a shoulder injury. He wasn't himself. He was still pretty good, but he wasn't the Dwayne Wade that we all had come to know and love. So he cut his season short and he flew up to Chicago, his actual where he's actually from. And he spent months. First, he got surgery on his body. Then he spent months rehabbing with this guy named Tim Grover. Some of you know Tim Grover's name from not from being a basketball trainer, but because he wrote a book called Relentless. The book is all about no mental toughness and mindset. He was Tim Grover's Michael Jordan's old trainer, but then he trained a bunch of other players, Dwayne Wade being one of them, Kobe Bryant being another. So Dwayne Wade flies up to Chicago and he spends the spring and the summer training with Tim Grover. Now, in the summer of 2008, some of you may remember, sports fans, was the Beijing Olympics, Summer Olympics. And that was the Team USA basketball team, a.k.a. the Redeem team. This was LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Kobe Bryant, Chris Bosh. Really good team. They went and won gold. Dwayne Wade was on that team. And Dwayne Wade had kind of like a, it was like his comeback. It was like his comeback song that summer because a lot of people were thinking, man, this dude, he keeps getting injured. He keeps missing games. Dwayne Wade had a lot of injuries early in his career. But after that spring and early summer working with Tim Grover, Dwayne Wade comes and plays for Team USA. He's looking amazing. He's just, besides Kobe, Dwayne Wade was probably the best player on that team. Actually, if there was an MVP of that Team USA, it probably would have been Dwayne Wade. Now, Kobe made some great plays in that that whole uh, situation for Team USA. He might have got it just because Kobe was Kobe. But if we were picking an MVP for that team, it might have been Dwayne Wade. But anyway, he has this great run with Team USA. They win the gold medal. Dwayne Wade comes to you know, his season for the Miami Heat that year. And the Miami Heat team was not a very good team. That was a very, very mediocre team. Now, if there was a picture of a mediocre basketball team, that Miami Heat team, 2008, 2009, their picture would have been in the dictionary next to mediocre. That's what kind of team that was. But because they had this guy, Dwayne Wade, and that year, Dwayne Wade was a fucking superstar. He carried that team. They actually made the playoffs, a team that otherwise would not have made the playoffs with anyone who was if you replace Dwayne Wade that year with someone who was 80% as good as Dwayne Wade, that team was not coming close to making the playoffs, but they made the playoffs. They lost in the first round. I think that was the year they played the Atlanta Hawks. They lost in seven games to the Hawks. But Dwayne Wade that year was fucking amazing. He didn't win MVP. It was as close as he, he probably would have come to win an MVP was that year. He was great that year. I mean, played every game, led the NBA in scoring. He had all kinds of highlights. He's dunking on people. He's doing all kinds of stuff. And people are like, oh. This is the full Dwayne Wade experience. All of that happened after he had spent a spring and a summer training with this guy who was known as one of the best basketball trainers out there, this guy, Tim Grover. Now, here's what happened, though. The next year, Dwayne Wade had another great year, 2009-2010. That team lost in the first round again. In the summer of 2010, LeBron James comes to Miami, and no, the rest becomes history with the Miami Heat. Now, two years after that, 2012, the Miami Heat are in the NBA Finals. They're playing against the Oklahoma City Thunder. However, they have a challenge that Dwayne Wade was starting to have trouble with his knee again. Like the same knee that he had gotten operated on years earlier and Tim Grover helped him come back and be dominant. Now his knee is bothering him again. And hopefully, oh, not hopefully, but luckily, they got Dwayne Wade's knee to play nice long enough that he could keep playing. And they won the 2012 finals. They won again in 2013. Then by 2014, Dwayne Wade was breaking down again. And after after 2012, that year when you know, Dwayne Wade did well enough for the Heat to win the finals, he was never the same after that year. 2013, 
he was good, but he wasn't great anymore. Then he kept playing 2014, 15, 16. I don't know what year he retired, maybe 17, 18, one of those years. But he slowly just started tapering off after that. He was never the same guy after probably 2012. Now, I'm telling you all that to tell you this. Now, I didn't know what happened. I'm like, damn, well, Dwayne Wade's body, you know, it just kind of broke down. Sometimes that happens with athletes. I mean, the body is not made to do what we put it through as athletes. But here's what I, here's the inference that I made, because I put this whole thing together, is that I read the book, Tim Grover's book, Relentless, and he tells the story of how in 2012, he got called by some people in Miami, like, hey, can you come down here and help Dwayne Wade out? He's having some issues with his knee and our trainers can't help and nothing we're doing is helping. Maybe you can help. And Tim was telling that story to relay the point that he's the kind of trainer that everybody calls on after all the guys tried and they couldn't do it. They call me. And that was the point he was making. So he tells the story about Dwayne Wade. And I inferred through reading the story. And because one of the things Tim Grover said in the book was I had not worked with Dwayne in a few years by that point. So I didn't know what he had been up to since then. So I had to find out. He was I had like two hours to find out what he'd been doing to his knee or with his knee for the last couple of years. So I could do what I could do to try to help him be able to play in these games to help Miami Heat win the NBA championship. And he didn't go into any more detail because, I mean, was he going to he's not going to say anything bad about his guy. I mean, he did train this guy. And what I inferred from that story was, wait a minute, Dwayne Wade had his best season in the NBA after he spent the offseason working with this trainer. And then he stopped working with him. He stopped working with Tim Grover after he had his best year of his career working with Tim Grover. And again, Tim didn't say any he didn't go into any detail on why they stopped working together or he didn't even say that they had stopped working together. But he said just one little half sentence. I hadn't seen Dwayne in a couple of years or worked with him in a couple of years. So I had to find out what he'd been doing. And this is the whole point that I'm making. I'm telling you that story to tell you this. And this is not a, a diss of Dwayne Wade. I just told you he's one of my favorite players to watch. It was that whatever Tim had Dwayne Wade doing to have that great season in 2008 going into 2009, maybe, just maybe. And again, this is just an inference. Maybe I'm wrong. Dwayne Wade hears this. He can correct me. Maybe. Dwayne Wade just didn't want to do again what Tim Grover had him do that previous summer, because if he had, maybe he would have stayed at that level for longer. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm telling you that story to say this is one of the best athletes in the world here. This guy's a Hall of Famer at what he does. Mr. Wade, even he could be susceptible to the same thing I'm telling you that you could be susceptible to. See, the point is, you can't fall off the wagon once you hit your prime, because the older you get physically, those physical tools are not, they don't bounce back as well. They're not as bouncy, meaning it's harder to get it back once you lose it. You got it? And that was just point number one. Let's move on to point number two. Today's topic, once again, is how to extend your prime. Number two, accept that your maintenance investments will increase as time goes on. The translation is that it will take more effort and more discipline for you to stay at the level of your peak the older you get. And every single day, you're getting a day older, just in case you didn't know. It will take more time, more effort, more energy, more discipline, more commitment to stay at the same level the older you are. Why? Because the human body, this is just the way that it works. Sorry, unless we got a, a Benjamin Button out there, you grow backwards. The rest of us, uh, we all got to deal with this reality. So here's the key to extending your prime. Accept that you have to do more as time goes on just to remain at the same level. You got that? Myself, for example, I don't play basketball anymore, but I still use my body a lot. I work out every day. I run. I do cardio, you no know, exercise and running like a couple times a week. 
And I used to do foam rolling. I still do foam rolling, but I used to do foam rolling and it would take me like seven, eight minutes. On days that I run, I would do foam roll after I run. Take me seven, eight minutes. Now a days, it takes me now I'm a little bit more meticulous in how I do it, granted, and but I need to be. It takes me probably 13 to 15 minutes to do foam rolling now. Just a small example, but the point is it takes more investment from me to stay at the same level that I've been at. When I run, like I ran today, as a matter of fact, the day that I'm recording this, I can still feel it in my legs. It's, I'm recording this at 2.40 in the afternoon. I ran at like 4.40 in the morning. I'm still feeling it in my legs, the run that I did this morning. Whereas 10 years ago, had I run the same distance, same pace, maybe even faster, I wouldn't be feeling it anymore. This is just the reality of how it is for human beings. The key to extending your prime is accepting that there is more that will be asked of you if you want to stay at this level as time goes on. When I was, for example, ages 19 to 25, by the time you hear this, I'm 40 years old, but when I was ages 19 to 25, I would not stretch. I did not do a foam, any foam rowing. I didn't do yoga. I didn't pay attention to what I was putting in my body, at least not in a, in a way like I'm paying, doing something good for my body. I ate or drank whatever I wanted, and it didn't matter. I can get away with it. Why? Because I was 19 to 25 years old. I could walk in the gym the next morning, pick up a basketball, easily dunk it with two hands with no stretching, no warm up, no nothing. I go play basketball for three hours, play pickup in college or in the pros or wherever I was playing, eat pizza for dinner, drink some Bankers Club vodka at night, then drink some soda, drink beer, juice, whatever, no water, then be great on the court again the next day as if none of that had even happened. The system just flushed it out. But as I got older, that was no longer possible. I had to become more disciplined about my workouts, about my training, about my maintenance, about my eating. I had to be more disciplined about that stuff if I wanted to stay at the same level. I didn't have to do it. If I wanted to allow myself to fall off, I could just keep doing the same things and my body would have fell off and I wouldn't be working out the way that I do now. I wouldn't be in the shape that I am today had I just let myself fall off. I realized this and I made my adjustments. Now, again, here's the question. Who wants to do this? Who wants to do these things? Not many people want to do this. I mean, everybody talks about doing it, but how many people actually want to do it in such a way they actually you know, act on it? They do it. This is why many people hit a peak and then they either slowly or quickly fall back down to earth. It's not that they don't know what it takes. Most people know what it takes. At least they have, they have a semblance of an idea of what it takes. But the, the real differentiator is, do you actually do it? The differentiator between people in life is not knowledge. It's not a knowledge gap, even though most people will tell you that what they're missing is knowledge. They're not missing knowledge. What people are missing is the willingness and ability to execute. It is not knowledge. Next person who tells you that knowledge is the reason they're not doing something that they say they want to do, call bullshit. They are not missing information. What you're missing is execution. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to extend your prime. Number three, be intentional about it. The usual prime, as I explained, comes and goes. You want to extend your prime, this must be an intention. This is not something that happens by accident. Anyone who extends their prime is either lucky, a very rare few are lucky that their prime just extends and they're not even thinking about it, or this 99.9% of people who extend their prime further than the average, they're doing it on purpose. To extend your prime requires planning, strategy, sacrifice, and lifestyle adjustments. Let me say that list again. To extend your prime requires planning, strategy, sacrifice, and lifestyle adjustments. All of them, not one of them. There's not a pick and choose, all of them. 
And if you did well enough during your prime, if you really think about this, people who did well enough in their prime period, why would you keep making more and more sacrifices to stay at that high level? I mean, you already did it. Who wants to keep making sacrifices when you already made sacrifices? You did well. Now it's time for you to relax. Now it's time for you to kick back and relax. Why not no way out on the beach? Why not sleep in a few extra hours? Why not stay up late a little bit? Why not have a few drinks? Why not enjoy life? Why? Why keep doing all that hard work? You already did it. You don't have to do it forever. I mean, these are rationalizations that we give ourselves. And I'm not telling you that you're wrong. It's your life. You do what you want to do. Just notice what the topic of today's episode is, how to extend your prime. If you want to extend your prime, this is what it's going to take. The reason why people don't extend their prime, I'm giving you the reasons right here so that you understand. And again, I'm giving some of you the reasons that you're going to be using, and I'm not judging you. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just letting you know what it is so that when you do make a decision, you know that you indeed are making a decision. If you did well enough during your prime, continuing to make those sacrifices is a tough call. You may have already gathered enough in the form of rewards from your original prime that maybe, hey, look, it doesn't matter to you to stay in your prime. You're good. You got enough during that three-year period that you don't need to keep doing it. You don't need to keep going after it. And that's all right if that's how you feel. But this is why, this very point, this is why I admired somebody like Michael Jordan, who I talked about in episode 1217, Virtual Mentors Volume 5 was on Michael Jordan, is that he was able to extend his prime for several reasons. One of them because his desire to continue creating success in his line of work, being a basketball player, was greater than his desire to relax and rest on his laurels. Even though he had more results than anyone else who was playing, his desire to keep winning anyway, despite the fact that he had already outachieved all of his peers, that desire was strong enough that he did the things necessary to stay at his prime level. Now, I don't know Michael Jordan personally. I was not in the room in any of his training sessions, but looking at his results and looking at his peers and looking at how many of his peers were unable to sustain their levels versus him is sustaining his level. I know that was training that went into that. That wasn't luck. Right, that was training. That was intentionality. He was doing it on purpose. That is not something that just randomly happened. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is how to extend your prime in sports. The prime is the time period where your mental grasp and your physical ability combine at the same time. And that period, it comes and usually it goes. Because that mental time takes time to develop. Physical ability rises and peaks, then it drops. So today is about how we extend that prime in anything. Point number one, stick to the disciplines. This is the third day. Same things the same way every time. The disciplines that got you to your prime, you must stay vigilant in sticking to them. Many people are not able to keep that level up because they are not willing to give the same dedication that it took to get there once they realize what it takes to get there. It is hard to stay at that level because it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of discipline, a lot of mental toughness, and a lot of sacrifice. Who wants to do that for their entire lives? Not many people. Point number two. Except that your maintenance investments will increase as time goes on. Why? Because this is how human beings are designed. We reach a certain peak physically, then we start sliding down a mountain. If you want to stay at that peak of the mountain, you have to give more and more and more as time goes on to stay at that level simply because your body does not bounce back as easily when you're 45 as it did when you were 25. This is just how it is. Now, if anybody can defy this or there's a scientist who can fix it, uh, let me see who they are. Let's find out what's going on. So I know how easy it was to bounce back when I was ages you know, 19 through 25. It's not as easy to bounce back at 40 years old. I had to do more work to bounce back and stay at the same level. I had to give more effort. I had to be more disciplined. I had to be more intentional about my maintenance simply because the body is not as bouncy as it was back then. Now, I could easily just let it go if I want to, but I make a conscious choice to keep it at that level. I know I got to make an investment. I got to make some sacrifices to do that. Who wants to do that? 
Not many people. This is why many people hit a peak, then they slowly or quickly fall down to earth. Point number three, be intentional about it. Usual prime for most people comes and goes. Anyone who extends their prime is either rarely lucky or mostly doing it on purpose. This requires planning, strategy, sacrifice, and lifestyle adjustments. And if you did well enough during your prime, who wants to keep making more and more sacrifices to stay at the same level? Many people are like, no, I did enough. I paid my dues. I don't want to keep making those sacrifices. It's time for me to move on to something else. And that's completely all right as long as you know that you are making an intentional decision. All that being said, text me to get my daily motivation text every single day directly to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And you want to get coached by me. I have two coaching programs. My one-on-one is called the Third Day Mastermind. My group program is called the Bulletproof Mastermind. Get information on both by going to workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get the daily motivation.